Welcome, everyone, to the .NET MAUI podcast. We're here to keep you up to date with the latest and greatest in .NET client development. We'll talk about some Azure, some Visual Studio, some Blazor, and, of course, .NET MAUI. I'm Matt Sokup. I'm James Montemagno, not on a terrible microphone. And with us, as always, the one and only... David Ortenow. There you go. Also, not um, on a terrible microphone. I was going to say, you guys don't like my microphone? <laughs> That's good. I love that your laptop. What that idea, Matt? I, I don't yeah. know. What you... I don't know. It's a. I don't know. It's a brand new one. I have it just because I'm in the office now. Should we? <laughs> you it's... held something up to your mouth. Was that a microphone? What was that? Yeah. Yep. It's what, what I have for being in the office. Hold, okay. Hold it. Hold <laughs> it closer to your mouth. All right. All right. Like this. Oh my god. That's it so is. much better. You did it. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yes. All right. I'll just have to hold it. Yes. Now you don't have to <laughs> yell. You can just speak normally. Normal okay. cadence. Nice. Yeah, that's, that's, did you not see what, people don't know, but we record on Zencaster and we actually have an, a video feed that we can see each other. So like I pointed and then David came in like, like on cue, it was like brilliant, just came in there. <laughs> but what you notice is David and I, we are literally just swallowing our microphones. We are so yes. close to our microphones at any given moment. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes it sound good because well, you here's, buy, here, here's the difference. Your microphones are on arms. Right. This microphone is literally on my arm where I have to hold it now. <laughs> it's like say, I'm interviewing myself. You can turn down the gain a little bit on it too. Right, I think. Let's see. Yeah. Let's see if I can figure it out. There you go. N- n- right, Perfect. Sorry, everybody Perfect. for this. We only had 45 minutes before the podcast to let Matt know <laughs> that his microphone was terrible, but I actually didn't know it was sitting there. I thought you were using like your Bluetooth headphone. No, I was yeah. using the microphone the whole time. So it was working great until we actually started this, which is yep. about right. Yeah. Now you just you can get one of those you know arms and then just put it on there. Mm-hmm. That'd be good. Mm-hmm. But yeah. here's the thing: I'm losing this office that I'm currently in. This is my last time here in this office, so I won't uh, ever use this microphone again. <laughs> oh, is that, is that yeah. why there's nothing decorating your walls? <laughs> yeah, that's why it's completely. Oh, wait, it's always been like that. <laughs> it's always been like that, but it's even yeah, it's. Oh my goodness. That's all I are can you, say. Are you getting another office or are you just going to work well, from home forever? Um, we have another office, one of those open floor plans though. So like there's 20 people in one room and we obviously can't do a podcast and that you type could. of, we could, you I could. guess. You could. Yeah. Just be like, hey, just, everyone, be quiet yeah. for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So yeah, it'd be the last time I'm doing the podcast from Microsoft campus, unless we do it down in DevRel Studios, the old channel nine, which I guess mm. we could. So. Yeah, they got a they got a good setup. They have like this road mm-hmm. remixer. We recorded a podcast live there, me and yeah. Matt together. It was fantastic. Yeah. Would have been much better than what he's got going on with that mic right now. Literally, literally anything. They, they might even have an arm. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should hold it for my right arm. My left arm is just. I'm gonna have Do to switch. Title- it's gonna it's gonna get tired. If but. we title these podcasts, this would be the one in which James and David pick on Matt. Well, I don't know if you uh, uh, know this, but uh, we're shipping things. Let's Ship here's it. my segue. Here's my segue. Uh, so we, we shipped a, a new version of Visual Studio for Mac with uh, beautiful Maui support at the end of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we have been shipping service releases every month since. Um, and something that I love hearing from... Uh, customers that I talk to, I probably talk to, I don't know, at least five, six customers a week uh, in calls. And then 
uh, of course, all the interactions via email and Twitter and whatnot, um, is that uh, I keep hearing people say things like, hey, every release is getting better. I was going to talk to you on this call about this issue I was having, but turns out I updated .NET MAUI in Visual Studio and it works now. It's like, sweet, turns out this whole shipping quickly thing works. So that was cool. Um, so really, that's kind of where we're at with .NET MAUI right now is uh, shipping service releases. We do have some work underway uh, in preparation for .NET 8 Preview 1, which uh, will be coming out somewhat imminently, uh, I think in a, in a few weeks-ish time. And uh, really, our focus there is going to be on uh, improving you know, the overall installation experience and upgrade experience. So I, we've heard loud and clear from folks that uh, uh, not everything needs to be a workload in the .NET installer. We would prefer to be able to have NuGets to be able to validate pull requests quickly and go back and forth, upgrade and downgrade between versions, um, have multiple projects on different versions of .NET MAUI within the same .NET release. So um, I say go back to, to NuGet packages if you don't know what I'm talking about. Xamarin Forms and uh, Xamarin shipped primarily as NuGet packages on top of installers. So you always had to install Android and iOS via some installer, usually in Visual Studio. Um, so I think that'll be nice. We'll need to get that out there in the previews and get everybody's feedback on that if that doesn't alleviate some of the friction that workloads introduced. Um, and then uh, primarily it's bug fix, bug fix, bug fix. You know, let's keep incrementally improving the performance. Uh, and uh, we do have a few desktop things that we're looking at doing in .NET 8. But once we have those plans locked in, uh, then we'll we'll publish some information about that. So... That's kind of my whirlwind. Uh, welcome to 2023 January edition of the .NET MAUI update. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot more goodness because there's stuff in the official SDK, but stuff happening outside of the official SDK as well, which I'm pretty excited about. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but yeah, there's more than just VS for Mac, isn't there, Matt? Well, there sure is. There's Visual Studio for Windows, but they're still on the same numbering, right? There's 17.4 and 17.5 Preview 3. But since we last did the show, I think there's Preview 3 and Preview, preview 4 that's mm -hmm. out now. But I want to talk about the previews. And there's a couple of uh, productivity updates to them that are actually pretty cool. The ones that I like the best is, uh, I think they're calling it Sticky Scroll. And that's actually, it's super neat. So let's say you have a bunch of nested if statements. <laughs> what, David? Sticky What's scroll. going on here? It's an oxymoron. What? Smooth sticky scrolling, scroll. sticky yeah. scrolling. Sticky scroll. It's like, hang yeah. on a second. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but let's get okay, David. So you're writing, a, you're writing some C-sharp code, and you have a huge amount of nested if statements. Okay. And there's within a for statement, right? So what a sticky scroll is going to do is that it's going to stick your if statements to the top. That way you can see exactly where you are within them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. So it's kind of like brace highlighting, except the whole thing sticks to the top, which is, I don't know, that's kind of neat to see it happen. Um, yeah, this is in 17.5 preview only on Windows or is this on Windows and Mac? I'm only talking Windows right now. I'm not talking okay. Mac right. at all. Yeah. Only Windows. And there is Markdown finally in Visual Studio. I used to always go to VS Code 
to write my markdown. And now <laughs> I can do that in Visual Studio. It seems like a small thing, but actually it's a big thing, kind of keep you all in one spot, which you know is really neat. And then there's spell checking too, which is actually super cool. Now this spell checking, what I really like about it is that it'll even like, it'll do like you have your camel casing. So I would type out James Montemagno, all one word, you know, capital J, capital M. It picks up on that. So even though it's all one word, it knows that it's James space Montemagno. and doesn't flag it as a misspelling, assuming I add that to my custom dictionary, which you can do that too. So, yeah, and you can do – and it figures out like I think if you put like dashes in there and everything else. So, yeah, just some cool productivity things that you can put in there. Um, really like the spell checking, but that sticky scroll, the oxymoron. Come on, David. That's, that's my favorite. Well, so. I, I almost wanted to, you said something about, it, you know, you can do your markdown now in Visual Studio so you can stay all in one place. It's like, it sticks, <laughs> sticks you in that one place. Sticks yeah, you in sticky. there. It's yep. a very sticky release. Really <laughs> sticky. And you can do your spell checking, your sticky, and your markdown. Can you imagine? All in Visual Studio. Yeah. And I will say it also brings in Xcode 4. 14.2 support in there. Um, that's fun. I just upgraded to 14.1, so time to install 14.2. <laughs> now, I use an application. I think we talked about it on the podcast before, yeah, but I did a video on it X-codes. called Xcodes. Everyone uses yes. Xcodes. Now, do you Fantastic. use the GUI on it or you use a CLI? Oh, GUI all day. I'm a GUI okay. guy. I had the GUI and then I reformatted my machine and then I couldn't find the GUI, so I've been CLI. So. Oh, uh, no, I just downloaded it from their GitHub. So it's, it's a great application. You download from GitHub, you authenticate with uh, your Apple developer account, and it's the fastest way to install Xcode. It yeah. installs way faster than installing from the store, uh, and you can make it the default as well, which is like you can also do the terminal. What I've been doing is, um, it's, but since it's not no longer like the default Xcode like it's, it'll say like you know, the Xcode 14.1.app or whatever. In Visual Studio on Windows, I'll go in and I'll manually edit and enter that in the tools options mm. just to make sure because I'm bad at command line. That's why I use the GUI. So there's a way to set the Xcode path and override stuff, but I'm just not great at stuff. But Xcodes, that's that's the jam in general. J- the sticky jam. Sticky jam. GUI. Jam is sticky. There we go. No um, doubt talk- about it. Talking about stuff that's absolutely delightful, the community toolkit folks wow, 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 have come up with a new NuGet package, the communitytoolkit.maui.media element NuGet package. It's a separate one because it's got a bunch of dependencies uh, on it, but this puppy here is the evolution of the media element from the Xamarin Community Toolkit, but it's been retooled and re-engineered to play audio and video across iOS, Android, Mac, Windows, and Tizen. All of them, boom, all of them on it. It's super easy. You can uh, just add onto the builder, use the Maui Community Toolkit media element. You add a media element, you give it a source, it starts going, MP4, MP3, all this good stuff. Uh, Gerald's got a blog post on the blog that'll be out. Uh, we'll put it in the show notes. Uh, and he has a video as well on his YouTube outlining it as well. It's great because it's thumbnail as him giving a, a good James face. I call it the James face. Uh, you know, mouth open. Wow. Um, with him, with the video playing on the phone, it's very clever, Gerald. Good, good on you. And it does live video too. That's kind of cool too. Uh, all sorts of good stuff. It's a good request. And we are going to work. Gerald and I are going to work on putting it into the podcast app. Oh, good. So 
boom, that'd be good to go. So that'd be fun uh, in general. And that means we can also add video uh, podcasts as well, which is just YouTube basically. But yeah, I was you know what say. I mean? <laughs> like, is, that, is that a thing? Uh, well, you know, well, basically anything that has an RSS feed. So like the channel nine sure. stuff or whatever. Yeah. Anyways, so media element, go grab it, go start playing audio and video. That's been the big thing. I'm hoping they do, uh, I don't know what they got to do next, something, but media element, it's out there. It's good to go. Talk about the podcast app. I did a blog on the podcast app. Um, and yeah, I did it last year. I don't know why it's on here for January, but I guess we haven't done a podcast in a while. <laughs> we haven't done one since, yeah, end of November. Oh. Well, I did a blog on the .NET blog about the podcast app, which we released at .NET Conf 2021, but was updated for .NET Conf 2022 with a bunch of new .NET 7 features. And mm. The podcast app also was uh, .NET MAUI and a .NET MAUI Blazor app, all also updated to .NET 7, showing off all sorts of new cool stuff in .NET 7 and .NET MAUI. So um, we've streamlined it into a few simple commands to get it up and running. But we are soon going to Azure Dev CLIify it. There's a pull request on that too. But uh, give that blog uh, a look if you're looking to grab a cool thing for Don Maui. Yeah, well, I like what you guys did with that. You put Orleans in there. You made it nice distributed. You have the, um, yeah, it's super easy to deploy. And when you do the Azure Dev CLI for folks who haven't used the uh, Dev CLI yet, it's a command line tool. James, I know how you like that. But all you would need to deploy everything. <laughs> James just gave a big thumb dis- thumbs down. Well, I mean, but the Azure need- Dev CLI, I love. <laughs> CLIs in general, right, right. thumbs down. Right. But all you need to deploy all your Azure resources, not even deploy your Azure resources, provision it, deploy all the code. You just would have to type AZD up and everything goes. Amazing. That's You can handle that for CLI, James. That has to be a thumbs up. So. Thumbs, Thumbs up. up from James. Great. So yeah, looking forward to that. And yeah, like, like you said, everything's in .NET 7, so that's great too. You know what? You mentioned the community toolkit previously, James, mm-hmm. for the .NET Molly one. The .NET community toolkit had a new release too. That's Ooh. pretty cool. And uh, there was one feature in there that I would like. You introduced me to the .NET community toolkit, I think, back when we had the Maui workshop when you came up with that earlier this year and the one thing that's super cool about that that i like was the observable properties for that in order to get an observable property you just define a variable and put an attribute above that variable observable property and then when it goes through and compiles it doesn't weave what is it what is it doing to give you the Code um, code generation and um you get a partial class. You have to define your class as partial, and you get a, a property out of it that does essentially MVVM. But the problem is, if you want that property to have other attributes to it, how do you do it? I don't know. Good how question. do you do it? <laughs> yeah, now you can. Now, <laughs> with uh, the latest upgrade, you update. You can. Um, they have additional, um, actually, additional attributes you can apply to the observable. Um, property to put additional attributes for when it actually generates the property. So that that's kind of neat. And um, what else do we have? Oh, there's more, more code analyzers in there to give you um, warnings if something doesn't, like you're not, if you're referring to a variable or a field instead of the property, it'll warn you, tell you you're doing it wrong, stuff like that. So yeah, a nice useful update with the .NET community toolkit as well. 
I love yeah. it. I think it's it's uh, you know the Maui community toolkit. Uh, in particular for me, I love the markup extensions for giving you better C-sharp UI. Um, and then this uh, MVVM piece of the .NET Community Toolkit, they're essentials for me. I just, like, they go into every template that I start for the most part. And uh, they make they make it so you're writing less code, um, but they also provide that nice, fluent structure for the code you are writing. Um, I love it part of every app. I was disappointed when I was on the airplane uh, two days ago and I could not get my NuGet restore. <laughs> but I almost bought the Wi-Fi on the airplane just to get my NuGet restore. Um, uh, turns out as soon as I tried to hit the PayPal button, they were like, hey, we're landing. Put your oh. seats and tray tables, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, ah, save me $8. All right. Okay. Well, I guess I'll wait. But yeah, those are essentials in every app I'm building. I don't know how anybody would build an app without them. They're just awesome. Yeah, and to the point, the messaging center in .NET Maui was uh, deprecated in .NET 7, and the preferred messenger is the one that's built into the MVVM toolkit. And they actually added a new API in this one too, an iObservable messenger extension. So this is actually really neat. So you can just say messenger, create observable, where you observe a message. You can have where clauses, and then you can subscribe to it. This is the reactive type of programming. Th this one makes sense to me. I, you know, um, uh, you know I, I know the reactive and reactive extensions folks, um, Stonus, Michael Stonus, uh, MVP, has been uh, trying to get me on the reactive train. This ma this makes sense to me. I think here where I can easily subscribe to different notifications and things coming in. So that's really neat. And of course, tons of uh, other optimizations too. And talk about MVVM. What if I told you that WinForms just got MVVM support? I, I deny it. I, I don't think it's true. I, I, I can't imagine. It's true. It's in there in .NET 7 because Claus just did an amazing one. I know this isn't .NET Maui related, or is it? Because the H1 header <laughs> says, say goodbye to code behind, WinForms meets MVVM and .NET Maui? What? Imagine a scenario where you have a WinForms app. I have one. I have plenty of them. Everyone here, everyone listening to this podcast has one. Imagine you could start architecting your code going forward in an MVVM way with models and view models and all of that MVVM community toolkit goodness. And then all that data binding, commanding, that all just worked inside of your WinForms apps. Mind blown. You put that in a little .NET 7 class library. And then what if you just shared that with the .NET Maui app. And now you got an iOS and Android and a Mac app. Boom. You got to build a UI, obviously, but you can reuse all that MVVM goodness. It's amazing. It's, it's great. So cool. No, and then there's is, an example. That uh, That is awesome. I You know, one of the things that comes up very often when talking to customers is, hey, I've got a WinForms app, but I also have this web app. And then I also have this uh, mobile app. And how do we share more code? Um, and this gives this gives you another opportunity to do that for, in the way that makes the most sense for what your existing, you know, I don't necessarily want to call it legacy, but your existing technical investments are. Sometimes it's WPF and, and a great glue for all of these things for UI in particular is Blazor Hybrid because you can embed Blazor Hybrid in your WinForms, in your WPF. And of course, it works in a, in a Maui hybrid app. Um, so this is cool to see just another way, another beautiful way to uh, share more code. It's good stuff. It is good 
stuff. I love it. Well, you want to get into some latest Azure news? Sure. Let's do it. James, did you know that there's a new Azure developers YouTube channel? What? Get out of town. No, there is. Totally. I'm going to put the link in the show notes to it, but it's YouTube slash at symbol Azure developers. I think that's what it is. But anyways, it's going to be all the latest and greatest Azure development stuff, just kind of like we do for the .NET YouTube channel, but focused on Azure development. There's going to be a ton, ton of .NET stuff on there, but focused on Azure development. So yeah, when did you kick that off, James? It's just a couple months old right now. It's kind of brand new. I didn't do anything. I just, uh, <laughs> I click join and leave, uh, mostly all day, uh, on teams. And that's usually what I do, but no, this is a, uh, this is really cool. This is, if you go to the Donut YouTube, right? One really cool thing is that the product groups called PGs product groups. Mm-hmm. Those are the groups that build the product. Dave's Dave's on a product group. I'm on, oh, I guess I don't create product community as a product. Um, um, the product groups, uh, uh for .net, they do the community standups. Right, Dave and Maddie, you see see them every single month talking about the latest and greatest, the hotness coming out. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Azure uh, uh, PM and engineers, they want to kind of replicate some of that goodness. So we're talking Azure Dev CLI. We're talking container apps. We're talking app service, logic apps. We're talking container apps. We're talking functions, all those things. That's all come into the Azure developers uh, channel on both Twitch and YouTube. Uh, and there's an Instagram and a TikTok and all that good stuff going on. Um, and then beyond that, kind of talking about some feature videos, what's new here and there. So I think we're kind of in, I would say that the, the team, all of us together, we're soft launching this thing kind of at the beginning of the year, I would say there's that we trickled out some videos, did some stuff, but feeling good. So if you want to, you know, talk to the teams behind the Azure products that you're using every single day, that's where you go. Boom. We'll put it in the show notes and we're about to start to do some sweet events too. So I'm real excited about that. There's all sorts of events all the time, like the one you're about to talk to, but get ready for even more events. Nice. Yep. And the one I'm about to talk to is Azure Cosmos DB Conf, which is going to be kind of in the, I guess, in the spirit of .NET Conf, but for all Azure Cosmos DB. So it's going to be, you know what, this is actually going to be in March, but the call for papers is ending soon. So if you want to talk at Azure. It's a community event. So if you want to speak there, I'll put the link for the CFP in the show notes and get it in. All right. I'll do the quick Azure service of the month, Azure Open AI. It's out there. You want to do your own, build your own chat GPT? You can I do. do. Actually, do I it. do. Here's my idea. I'll I'm just ready. share this idea and then somebody can build it and tell me that it's available and I'll use it. You know how on airplanes because I almost spent $8 to to Google something. I just want to be able to proxy through the free messaging service that you have on every freaking airline. You get a free service you can message, right? Like I just want to send a message, a text message, whatever, to uh, an AI bot and be like, hey, uh, how do I write such and such function or whatever and have it just spit back at me some code or or give me an answer, right? That's all I want. I don't need to actually sign up for $8 of Wi-Fi to just to Google that. So that's my idea. Proxy me through a messaging service to an AI bot that will answer my question. All it needs to do is give me text, right? Doesn't that sound brilliant? I love it. I don't, I'm yeah. not convinced you do love it. I think, <sighs> I think you're blowing smoke. Yeah, all right. okay, fine. I... 
Um, I did do this on chat GPT the other day. Cause I was thinking about creating a video for this. Um, I said, Hey, chat GPT. I was like, uh, can you help me design a login screen for a Maui application? Mm-hmm. And it was like, it, it like gave me directions. I was like, all right, you're going to open up your, you're going to open up a create new project, you know, file, add a new page, blah, blah, blah. Name it this login page. XAML, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Here's your XAML. It's like, go into your app dot XAML, replace blah, blah, blah with this page. I was like, cool. That's pretty good. You know, this had the buttons, had the things. Well, that's pretty good. Had some, you know, hardwired events on it. I was like, oh, that's interesting. I was like, what would the, what would the code behind implementation look for this page? ChatGPT is like, hey, yeah, here's a bunch of implementation. It was like, this, it was like just right. I was like, that's all mind boggling, right? <laughs> I didn't go further. I'm ready to go further. Like, oh, can you add a registration page? How about a profile page? And then I'm like, I want to be like, can you call MSAL? Can you call like msal.net? And like, do like, I want to see how far I can take it. I think, I think what you should do is be like, uh, can you, can you show me what this page would look like in the coding style of James <laughs> Montemagno Ooh. and like, see if it actually pulls something from your repo and uses that as the example that it gives you. Like I would not be, cause we write so many of these samples, right? Like how, yeah. how much, you know, I'm very energetic code. I know I asked it recently that um, I wanted to do a health kit application oh, to yeah. just report, you know, like how many miles I ran last year because I couldn't find any apps that would do that for me since, though, I have found it. And it gave me completely wrong code because health oh. kit's kind of a it's a weird API. I've, eventually I figured it out. But so I asked it for first in C sharp. Then I asked it in Swift and both cases it was completely oh. wrong. And finally I had to go read the documentation, which was even worse. But yeah. Yeah, eventually I got it to work. But well, that's why ChatGPT couldn't give it to you because the documentation was yeah. obscure. Well, mm-hmm. uh, my pick of the pod, which is not as absolutely a real thing yet, but it's almost a real thing. Mm. Uh, FF image loading, right? This is a extremely popular library in the Xamarin space for managing images, whether it's uh, loading uh, SVGs at runtime, uh, if it's for caching, if it's for all the different states of image loading. Well, uh, Jonathan Dick uh, of our .NET MAUI team, uh, along with the help of Pedro Jesus and others, have been working on this. And I believe you can go clone this repo that's on Rhett's uh, GitHub, and you can run the sample on .NET MAUI, and she works. It's wow, they beautiful. should make this a community toolkit, along with the barcode scanner stuff. So it, it's gonna need to it's gonna need to live somewhere. Right. Yeah. Community um, toolkit. And because uh, because the original uh, library is, is, to my understanding, no longer maintained. Um, so it's going to need to live somewhere. Maybe it's the community toolkit. But uh, I'm super excited because uh, in, in terms of the list of NuGet packages that folks depend upon uh, and they say, hey, we're upgrading. What do we do about this NuGet package? This one's on almost everybody's list. It certainly is a very popular one. So I'm excited to be able to share with everybody uh, that there is a working repo out there. Uh, publishing artifacts and things like that will come soon. Maybe by the time you're listening to this, I don't know. Um, but if you've been looking for how do I do FF image on .NET Maui, .NET 7, here it is. Yeah. 
And coming. then uh, there's also zebracrossing.net uh, for Maui as well. That's that's mm-hmm. a thing on John Dick's repo. We'll, we'll link mm-hmm. to that. That's He's been doing some work there again, community, community toolkit. But also talking about another library that we talked about before. Maybe I already talked about this. It's been a while since we podcasted, but version 3.0, we must not have because it came out two months ago. Version 3.0 of the uh, Bluetooth low energy plugin that I did oh. some uh, pull request to is out too. There's a pre-release available with Don and Maui support all four platforms. I want to big, give big uh, shout out to the team that uh, put up with all of my terrible code and pull requests. <laughs> it took forever. It took like months because I, you know, I got just took forever for me to do day job mm. back and forth, back and forth, all this stuff. But they're adding down at seven support now, doing some stuff here, blah, blah, blah. They're still working on it. But I will say this, that don't forget that there's an amazing library called Shiny that does all sorts of good stuff as well mm-hmm. that you definitely want to take a look at. Um, that does like, you know, your your background geolocation, uh, geofencing. It does Bluetooth. It does notifications. It does push notifications. What doesn't it do? Authentication. All those things. I miss something. Uh, I, I saw today uh, that today is Alan Ritchie's birthday. Well, happy birthday, the Alan Ritchie. of Shiny. Happy birthday, Alan. I think he's like 55 now, 56. I mean, he's getting up there. <laughs> I'm teasing. Birthday, he's, not, he's not that old. Happy birthday. <laughs> Well, thanks everyone for tuning in to the .NET Maui podcast. You can go to .NET Maui podcast.com where you find all of it. You can share this with your, your friends, your colleagues, your coworkers, or anyone else. Um, and be sure to read all the show notes below. And um, thanks for listening. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>